Tumble it, yeah. straight off the lot, 300 cash, and the car came with a blunt in it. Yeah. Lil' mama a thot, and she got ass, that she gon' fuck up a bag. Yeah. Pull up. Welcome to the Surly Horns Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 3, and we have officially paid players. They got their checks, baby. We are bagmen. It feels so good. We are bagmen. We are SEC ready. We are done. We have, we have dropped. Officially, we have dropped bags. By the time you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already seen us drop literal Water bagger, water burger bags of cash, full of full of cash, but not just any cash. Cash with these guys' faces on it and their jersey number as the denomination. I've never wanted to spend an eighty-nine dollar bill before, but now I can, and it's <laughs> I get to spend one Jared Wiley worth of cash now. <laughs> it's a great number. So <laughs> it it was. So incredible. We thought we thought this was gonna be funny. And then when when we got there and we were actually doing it, it, it became surreal very quickly. <laughs> we, so, so you gotta tell them. <laughs> we had we had this whole idea of how this was gonna go, and we had talked about it for days. We've been planning this for a while. Um, we knew we wanted to do a big media push, and we were like, you know what would be funny? is if we stuffed like fast food bags full of cash <laughs> like fake cash yeah shout out tennessee thank you for giving us the idea and then and then we gave them to the players with checks and so we had this all planned out and like we were mentally ready we we had talked about it with the players we told them like what our plan was and then um we were like you guys just need to tell us a time and a place and we're there and we're gonna do this photo op and uh we went to Matt's El Rancho for a very long lunch. <laughs> <laughs> typically, typically. <laughs> a very, very long lunch. And we left and we were going to campus and we had we had the fake money, just a gigantic stack of this fake money. <laughs> the biggest pieces of paper that you've ever seen. Like picture a dollar bill and then like it's one of those like grow dinosaurs where you put them like you put the little capsule in water and it just keeps growing. That's what these dollar bills look like. They're fucking gigantic. <laughs> They're enormous. And so we're on the way. And we're like, what should we get? And then I just pull into the Whataburger on <laughs> South First. Which we're like, we're all, we're like five minutes away from like having to take this picture. And we're like two miles away, but in, in downtown Austin. So we're like 30 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> we have so to we run in. I, I take in a $5 bill with me. I look at the, the Whataburger ladies at the counter and I say, 
I need seven bags and seven of your large fry holders. And I was like, I'll buy something if I have to, but if you'll just give them to me, that's great too. And they were like, what are you doing? Are you filming a commercial or something? And I was like, we're no, we're, yeah, we're going to drop bags. We're going to pay the tight ends. They, like, they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, check this out. And I ran back out to the car and grabbed the bills and showed them. And they were like, oh, my God. And then they just handed me all the stuff. And then I tipped those nice ladies five bucks, ran out to the car, hopped in. Uh, we went 100 miles an hour over the <laughs> South First Bridge. That uh, was the thing that happened. <laughs> that was absolutely not a made-up story. That was confirmed. We went zero to 100. Fast as shit. And then, <laughs> the bags flew into my face. <laughs> we were going so fast. <laughs> so we, so we, we, we cut through downtown on Lavaca. And I'm thinking, yeah, fuck yeah. We cut through. We didn't get on 35. It was, it was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so traffic was insane on 35. And we did great. We hit uh, MLK, and it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> it, it was awful. We hit MLK and Lavaca, I would say, at 4.02 p.m. And we didn't get to where we were supposed to meet the players until 4.19 or so. Something like that. We were supposed to be 4.15. We were supposed yeah. to be 4.15. I like to be early. Right. So I don't like to be late, especially these players. They got shit to do. We're already asking a lot for, for doing the photo op and stuff. And so uh, we roll up to, to the north end zone and uh, they're not outside. And I was like, I was like, fuck it, RGB3, <laughs> you got to get out of the car. And uh, he gets out with the fucking with all the bags of cash. Oh, oh, I forgot. You had to pre stuff it because we were late. I was like, you got to yeah. stuff the bags. He's like, grab the bags, throw them full of money. Just throw as many bags as you can full of money. So I'm just sitting there with these giant, like, Whataburger bags trying to stuff these these Cade Brewer dollar bills into these Whataburger bags while we're going 95. <laughs> we finally show up. So, the, so Cade tells me, and uh, hey, let's meet at 415 at the Julius Whittier stat- statue. You know, no big deal. Like, the brand new awesome statue and uh, immediately I'm thinking like, okay, this is going to be just hot as shit. So, well, they just let us into the Hall of Champions instead. So we took all of our pictures and dropped bags in the Hall of Champions. So <laughs> I didn't know. I knew where the Hall of Champions is, and I'd been in there before. I was had to park the car somewhere. I just left the car and put the hazards on and ran <laughs> back to the Hall of Champions. I had to follow some very nice student in. Uh, I just didn't have my burn-in shirt on yet. So I just like ran in and I, I saw RGB with all of the, the tight ends. And I was like, hey, guys. And all I had was a book of checks. <laughs> it was a literal, like, flip folder, like, old lady, like, librarian. Like, honestly, I'm surprised we didn't have, like, one of those credit card things, like, in Home Alone 2, where you put the credit card down and makes, like, an imprint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so RGB is, is over here, and he is talking to the tight ends. And I'm like, hey, guys, sorry. The the bank wouldn't give me printed, pre-printed bank checks for you guys, so I have to write you checks. And I didn't know that we were going to be in the Hall of Champions. So I <laughs> sat down in the middle of the Hall of Champions and, and wrote a significant amount of checks. 
<laughs> in the Hall of Champions, in the stadium, to pay fucking players legally. And I was in disbelief. I was like, guys, I cannot believe I'm writing you guys checks to pay you legally. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, we have a picture of this moment because it is truly historical. It is the first time any player has been written a check or probably received money legally above board inside of DKR because that is exactly what happened. It was, it was from your boy, I'm a Mac. And I was just scribbling, handwriting all these fucking checks. And, and it was hilarious. All the guys changed into their shirts. Uh, me and RGB changed into our shirts and we were like, okay, like, let's take pictures. And they were like, yeah, let's take pictures. And they like pointed at the fucking Bevo in <laughs> right there in the Hall of Champions. And we're like, let's do it there. And I was like, wow. <laughs> the best part. So, so I'm a Max writing checks to all, all the tight ends. And I'm sitting there and I'm literally handing out Whataburger bags full of cash to all these players like, Oh, that face on this fake dollar bill is Jared Wiley. Here you go. <laughs> this one is Bra Braden Librock. Here you go. And they were the guys were they were eating it up. Like they weren't I don't know if they were weren't expecting like how hilarious this entire fucking process was going to be or like like what the catch was. Cuz I mean if somebody's like, "Hey, you know, RGB, here's 10 grand. You need to take a picture and like do like an hour's worth of work, I'd be like, what's the catch? Are you trying to, do I have to sell feet pics or something? Uh, <laughs> I, I just, you know, it, I was, I was just besides myself whenever I had all the checks written and I tore them out of, out of my like, you know, business check binder and I was getting ready to hand them to the players. And I, it, there was one player that wasn't there. Juan Davis was not present and I wrote seven checks and I like looked up and I was like, there's only six of you motherfuckers here. And I, like, started handing out the check. I felt like fucking Oprah Winfrey. Here's your, here's your you know, X dollar one check. Here's you, one check. for you. One for yeah. you. It was, it was so great. And they all just lit up immediately whenever they got their check. And, and you can tell too. these guys are so excited not just for burnt ends. They're they're really excited about the season. Um, we got to we got to sit there. We got to bullshit with them a little bit. They are really feeling yes. the, the capabilities from the tight end room. Right, they're really confident in the entire room themselves. They they feel really good about how the tight ends are going to be utilized in this year's offense, and that was yeah. really cool. Two at a time. I mean, I think that's the coolest part about it. it was we were talking with them and they're like, yeah, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be two of us on the field at any time. And that didn't happen with, with Herman, really. And I mean, we could, not that we haven't been into it a billion times already, but, you know, they did say, yeah, it's a marked difference between Herman and Sark and what they're experiencing in the current you know, locker room, I guess, and the and just in the, the overall team's atmosphere in general. Um, and they did say that they were going to gorilla butt fuck Louisiana. So that was their words. N definitely not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so all I know is uh, I didn't notice it while it was happening. But after me and RGB jumped in a photo with everybody and we threw up, you know, hook them and everybody else didn't. They were holding their money and stuff. And we didn't notice until we got back to the car and looked how hard we were cheating everybody else was like you know some of them were smiling a little bit other ones weren't smiling at all 
and me and RGB are just fucking ear to fucking ear. <laughs> ear to ear. We were cheesing as fuck. Because this is every this is every young boy's dream is to be able to pay players. And guess what we just did is we fucking wrote them checks and paid players. For we were bagmen. That's what the coolest thing ever is. Like, it's not just like, this is not just like a one-time, like, one-off thing. Like, we're talking long-term. Like, I was telling the guys when we were in there, I was telling them, like, look, we're going to get, like, we're going to have a football, and every tight end that comes through is going to sign it, and we're going to have, you know, a burn ends football, and we'll raffle one off at the end of every year or whatever. Like, this is a perpetuity thing to where, again, like I've said, every time I've tried to sell this, you know, the burn ends program, it's... This isn't just like, hey, here's your 10 grand check, you know, send a tweet, fuck off. This is like, hey, we get to be involved in these guys' lives, like to the point where, you know, I want everybody on Surly to feel like this is, these are their adoptive kids almost, you know, or like, I'm, I am so fucking excited for Juan Davis to score a touchdown. Like I'm going to cream my fucking pants. Like, <laughs> like Gunner Helm scores a touchdown, and I'm gonna be like, oh my fucking god! Like I'm like I'm his fucking dad. Shout out Blake, who loves us on Twitter. Love you, Blake. Uh, but like this is like this is the funnest part about this. It's not just paying these guys. It's b- having their involvement and having like a whole position group like involved with us. Like not only is the name baller. Not only is it like the perfect kind of position group for us to sponsor, it's going to be fun. Like these kids can have fun. We'll have fun. Everybody's going to benefit. This is what college athletics is needed for years. And it's just never been available. And guess what? If anybody else, if anybody else, I'm I'm getting on my soapbox one last time. If anybody else points at a crowdsource deal, make sure you tell those bitches. I'm looking at you, Billy Lucci, you bitch. I know he's jerking his little fucking aggy dick off to this right now. Make sure you tell that little wiener bitch that he got that from Surly Horns. This was is the first crowdsourced NIL deal for a position group, bar none. And you motherfuckers are a part of it. And if you're not a part of it, get fucking right. Get your goddamn head right. You fucking get the orange. Get the orange it's flare. two copies a month, That's or it. or or a beer and a nice tip for your bartender. That's all this takes for you to be involved with burn-ins and, and it's all above board and you're not throwing it away and it's not going, we're not keeping any of this money. PayPal is the only, the only real company that's getting anything. Yeah. The fucking Ohio state guy. Oh yeah. You guys are skimming 3% off the top. We aren't getting shit. I'm telling you right now, we are losing money on this guys. We are making, we are losing a lot of money on this guys. And until more of you donate, we will never, you're listening to your, 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 your podcast brethren right here. And I can promise you right now, we will never accept a cent from burn ends. It all goes to the tight end room. If we sell a shirt and it's $15 to us and it's $25 to y'all, $10 is going to the tight end room. We don't fucking care. We don't want to turn this into a profit center. We don't need to turn it into a profit center. We want this to make the life of Jeff Banks and whoever he's recruiting, as well as the players in the room, that's the only people we care to benefit. And you guys can help make that happen. And... and Whenever we were driving away and we noticed that we were cheesing, we just could not stop 
laughing and smiling. We were giggling like little schoolgirls at what we had just done. We we knew <laughs> what figure. we had just done was crazy, hilarious, totally on brand. And most importantly of all, we had the buy-in from these young men that they were excited about it. And, and they really want to interact with this community just as much as we want them to be successful. Jared Wiley literally said, so we were like, all right, guys, whatever y'all do, don't go on the main board. Like, <laughs> there's just a bunch of guys talking shit. Don't go on the main board. Jared Wiley, quote, directly, he said, uh, a lot of a lot of the shit y'all say is really funny. <laughs> he, he's absolutely been on the, on the main board. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, hey, because uh, I said everybody logins and, and all that. If you're part of the Burn Ends Club, you know, because there's a new button that shows up at the top that, that goes to the Burn Ends Club and you, you apply for access. And as long as you're a paying member, you, you get access. And in there, what you'll notice is that all the players have access to that specific area of the board. And they have access to none, none, none of the rest of the board or anything. So they log in. That's IP the only in thing butt. They yeah, they have, they have burn ends and IP in her butt. Those are the only threads they get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, no <laughs> so I, I think that um, this is something that could, that could be really special for everyone, right? It, it could be really special for these guys. Um, it could be special for the, the guys potentially next year. And who knows, right? We really want this to go on 10 years down the road. And we were talking a bunch of shit a couple of podcasts ago. And we do think it, it is a reality that we can draw the best tight end talent and retain the best tight end talent to the University of Texas if you, for the cost of one beer and a generous tip, join the burn-ins. That's it. And it's it, that's it. And that's what's crazy. And if you don't join, you're a fucking broke boy bitch like it's not expensive it's not those orange user i need to see the orange usernames or the flare on desktop there's no reason not to i mean surly itself is not costing you anything tree fitty if you're in the tree fitty club you should already be more than above board for the burn ends it's like you're getting free entertainment you're getting free content like you know we're right now we're the only free content you're getting we're we just tripled that you know, in terms of free content, it's $10 a month. It's nothing. It's, it's basically fucking free. If, if somebody, okay. So if, if you're walking down the street and you see Less a $10 double bill, meat Chipotle burrito. If, if you're walking down the street and you see a $10 bill and somebody had taken a, it's solid. It's not a, it's not a liquid turd, but it's a solid turd on it. Would you grab it? I probably wouldn't. I'm not going to do it. And you know why? It's $10. That's all you have to do is give is give one solid leave that, turd. Leave that, leave that turd dollar on the pavement, which means <laughs> sign up at least for the $10 tiered burn ends. But just so you don't you, you get access to the burn ends um, club uh, where you get to, to interact with the players with the ask me anything. You get to interact with the players as they post and, and read your comments and reply. Um, and the $25 tier you get a car magnet, not a sticker, so yes. we're not going to vandalize anybody's cars. And uh, an Arctic Cup with these badass logos that, that we created. Oh, yeah. And then the $50 tier, you get all of that, plus every year 
between the end of the football season and the bowl game, we're going to have a dinner with all of the tight ends where all the $50 a month donators that have been since August until December or equivalent um, will be able to go and, and have that dinner with the players and interact with them, get to ask them any questions, maybe participate in some memorabilia being auctioned off and have a really good time with these guys. Yeah, Pinkerton's Barbecue is going to host it. You know, Pinkerton's is going to help. You know, you get to eat Pinkerton's Barbecue. That alone is worth $50 a month. I mean, so like, it's just not that. For, what's shocking to me is how many people have only signed up for the $10 a month. For me, the $25 a month, when y'all have seen the gear that we've put together, just wait. So we're going to have like a legitimate shop up soon. So even if you're part of the, the Burn-Ins group, You'll also have, you know, opportunities to buy more gear, swag, whatever. And like we said, we're not receiving a fucking red dime from that. It's going straight into the tight end room. I work with FedEx and even your shipping is going to be included and all the profits go directly to the tight end room. So it is literally like if you buy one fucking koozie, you all like literally it costs us one dollar. And if it costs you nine dollars, the tight end room gets eight fucking dollars. Like it's, it's all going to be there and we are going to be able to do whatever you want. If you want polos, that's probably the next thing we're going to do. Um, cause I'm a polo guy. I'm a Mexican polo guy. Like we're probably going to do a bunch of polos, um, mouse pads, you know, whatever the fuck you want. We will make. We do already have shirts. Shirts will be here probably by the time you're like listening we- to this podcast, yep. shirts will be available to order. We have men's small all the way through men's extra large. Um, they will be a, a limited run for now. Double F and for you. yeah, if you're if you're a thick boy, we got we got thick boy shirts too. We do have thick boy shirts. Um, and we're we're doing it right. We're in there. So, uh, in other news, because burnt ends is not the only thing happening in the world, surprising uh, or not surprising, is there is now officially official from Sark himself. A starting quarterback for the University of Texas Longhorns football team. Called first on the Surly Horns podcast. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Even though Hudson Card has basically been the starter since um, Steve Sarkeesian signed at the University of Texas. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. I'm just telling you guys right now. Just It's always been Hudson Card. It's just always been. It's All right. It wasn't so hard Hudson, to figure Hudson gets the start. Uh, per Sark's presser, he had he deserves the start. He's earned it, and he deserves the start. So, guy's going to get the start. Um, it sounded like Sark is pretty confident in something. We don't know what that is because he said Casey Thompson will definitely play. I don't think he will. So, I think that's pure. No- so, here's my let's let's make sure Casey Thompson doesn't transfer program in my brain that I think went through Steve Sarkeesian's brain. And that's, it's about to be in your ears, Surly Horns listeners. Take it for what you will, but this is straight from, from RGB3's dumb brain into your dumb brain. So Casey Thompson had received every single snap with the ones, the starters, all the way through the spring game. So there is a cutoff to enter the transfer transfer portal. I believe that's July 1st. So Casey Thompson receives all the snaps with the ones that deadline pass. And now you're seeing Hudson card start getting run with the ones. So you're seeing that you're seeing that you're seeing that 
now finally it becomes, you know, more, you know, it's, it's, it's literally just Casey Thompson is just like an hourglass, just losing sand in his starting position until Huzzenkar passes him. And at that point, finally, where it's to the point where, hey, we have a game in like six days, we need to name a starter. And now Huzzenkar is like, oh yeah, he's, he's the guy. Oh, wait, 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 Casey, wait, 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 wait. You're going to, you're going to get to play two. I promise. And then guess what's going to happen? Saturday, if it's a blowout, Casey's going to play. If it's not a blowout, we just didn't really feel a rhythm to mix Casey in there. You know, we were only up 10 points. We felt like... I mean, like we heard it from the team, though. It's going to be a, a gorilla fuck. Gorilla right? butt fuck. It's a gorilla boof. We're just going to call it a gorilla boof. We're going to gorilla boof the shit out of Louisiana, and Casey's so, going to get run. And so Casey's going to get a ton of playing time. I wouldn't be surprised if Third Casey quarter. takes more snaps than Hudson Card because he just we're just killing him. Gorilla boof. Yeah, we're going to gorilla boof the shit out of him. <laughs> All right. Way, Hudson Card was the best guy. The best guy won. I don't give a shit what you think about a shitty performance against Colorado it wasn't a shitty performance against Colorado. A shitty team in Colorado with a fucking amazing performance by Casey. He is going to do awesome. I don't think it'll be at the University of Texas if he has to come in and step in for Hudson Card. But either way, it, either way, you would imagine that if Casey Thompson had earned the right to start, he'd be starting. But it looks like he's not. So we have Hudson Card, who has an extra year eligibility. We're in the Hudson Card era, guys. Let's go. Until the Arch Manning era. That's coming. All right. So now that we know QB1, let's talk about the rest of the depth chart. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a really big limb. All right. So I haven't really kept really good, like, you know, track of of practices and stuff, but I'm I'm going out on a limb. RGB3 prediction. Running back one, B. John Robinson starts. Just uh, you, know. you are <laughs> put it on the board. You are in fact correct. So we've got Hudson Card at quarterback. We've got Bijan Robinson at running back, and then we have at the X wide receivers spot Xavier Worthy coming freshman. in hot, true freshman, as a freshman. Man. People are freaking out about him. I'm super excited. He's my yeah. like offensive guy to watch worthy is yeah i'm super excited to see what he does speed right. for days they needed it wide receiver z position josh moore joshua moore great awesome catch the fucking ball uh the slot starting jordan whittington we got stay jordan healthy. whittington in the slot stay healthy and damn i mean as much as everybody wants to say oh okay like what the wide receiving core uh, you want to know who the twos are calvante dixon marcus washington and Alvante Woodward. Yeah, Woodward. that's that's four four stars right there. And you have Ed, Troy Armiri. Hopefully, is gonna survive at some point with his knee. Like you know, if if he can give us anything, I feel like the whole wide receiver thing is just so overblown. And look, you know, Kai Money, Kai Money is third third in the depth chart in slot. Kai he, Money, he'll go in, he'll go in. You know, he'll get some playing time. You know, the, the, whatever they swap players out and stuff. But uh, for all you guys thinking that Kai Money is uh, all we got at, at receiver, he's third on the depth chart, guys. We sh- we sh- we should have done an NIL deal with Kai Money. Like, bring on the money <laughs> at surly.com. Like, he'd be, if, we, if we gave him $100, he'd be thrilled. 
I guarantee oh it. Oh my God. That's so <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we're going to talk about the offensive line. So left, starting at left tackle, uh, redshirt junior and Christian Jones. We've got uh, a redshirt senior, a fifth year senior in Denzel Okafor. We've got a uh, center at redshirt freshman Jake Majors. And then at right guard, we've got redshirt junior, junior Angelau. And then at right tackle, we've got the super senior back from significant injury, Derek Kersetter. A fucking um, dead ankle. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good to see. I think I think this is I think the biggest thing with the entire offensive line group is just first of all, pick up a stunt, like figure out like what a stunt is and and then just block. Like we don't have Herb Hand just butt fucking our entire gorilla boofing our entire offensive line. <laughs> We're gonna actually have some decent coaching. And I think you've already seen that. Like even with the nine nine ninety five reports about Christian Jones taking this kid that he was playing soccer in high school and now he's a starting left tackle that people think are and that that's going to be NFL caliber which is going to be awesome. And you know? now we run with the heavies. We're, We're going to see a lot of two tight end. We see a lot of two tight end cuz of these burn ends. They're going to go burn ends, baby. We see a lot of two burn ends. Hey, they are going to they're going to score 25 touchdowns this season. I'm calling it now. Blowing it's the best the part shot. of the cow. It's the best part of the cow. It's the best part of the offense. We're going to see, yeah, it's not too fatty, not too lean. We're going to see some fucking great play out of the burn ends. All right, so starting in in the one position, but we do have, right, they're going to share a lot of playing time, but one is fifth-year senior, Cade Brewer. Fuck yeah. Just don't line up in the slot. We got (laughs) slot receivers now. Shout out, Bob. Um, and (laughs) And Jared Wiley. Right. So no surprise there. Uh, Two real big leaders in the locker room. Um, Two guys that have been pretty good throughout their careers at Texas. And really, now that we're going to be leveraging tight ends, we're going to see something special out of those two guys. Um, And then a surprise at number three on the depth chart is a true freshman in Gunnar Helm. And let me tell you what, guys, Gunnar Helm. What a great first name. (laughs) Yeah, great first name. Yeah, but... He's also enormous. He's big, big. So I'm and Mac and myself are both six foot, six foot one. We look like absolute dwarves in that in the picture that you've already seen at this point. They these are large dudes. Like you could tell they're like 19-year-old kids, and they just tower over us. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. They are very, very large humans. Um so that's it. That's our. That's the ones and some into the, the further of the depth chart of the offense. Now let's talk defense because if you think that offense is something to get excited about, uh, well, you need to go change your pants or put a diaper on, whatever you're going to do because you're about to lose control of <laughs> your genital and bowel region. Just say you're going to come in a diaper. It's just, <laughs> you can go ahead, slip, slip that condom on. Uh, because, yeah, here we go. Dude, so uh, before before we get into the starters, PK, i got to do it one more time. i got to say this dude is going to be an absolute fucking killer. He is going to – he's never given up 35 points in his entire coaching career. That is insane. He's never just had one 
like bad game where it's like, oh yeah, they they scored 44 and we fucking lost. He's never given up 35 points. We average with Tom Turtle fucking Herman more than 35 points a game. I actually don't know if that's a true stat, but it seems real. So I'm just, I'm rolling. So there's no way we ever lose a game again because we have PK, because this defense is going to be salty as fuck. Oh, salty. And under, like from from some of the players, you know when the players are getting out there and being confident enough to say, we're going to give people problems. People are going to get worn out. They're going to hate playing against us. We haven't heard that kind of talk from the defense or really any part of the team since the Mac Brown era. When people were, I mean, when we had Sergio Kendall and Brian Arakpo and the two deep was insane and just filled with crazy amounts of talent. We're about to go over this starting roster. The starting 11 on defense is is absolutely nasty. It really, and, and especially the defensive line. The defensive line, so that's the one point of emphasis I want to make is when whenever we go over the defensive line, I want you all to make sure whenever you... Think about Keandre Coburn or Tavondre Sweat. I want you to think about the level of competition they're going to be going against. For instance, Louisiana Center, they are, I don't, I'm not even going to remember that guy's name. I will never, I, I can promise you, if there's one Surly Horns podcast promise that we can make, it is I will never remember a name. But whatever, I'm going to go with uh, Joe Bob Bear because he's from Louisiana and he's the center for Louisiana. And he is legitimately, and this is not me just not remembering his name. He is 5'10", 270 pounds. That is embarrassing. Keandre Coburn is like 6'2". He is 6'2", 346. 340. So he is 3 inches and 60 pounds on this guy. And he's faster than him. Anyway, he's faster. And and we can rotate him with Alfred Collins and like the, the, this quarterback well, yeah, for Louisiana. See, you, you have obviously not looked at all at the depth chart. Let's go through it. <laughs> Do so it. We got grad grad transfer Ray Thornton playing the buck right, which Let's I guess is is kind of the the weak side Jack is what a buck is. I I, I don't know what the buck position is. Um, Fuck and what backing the buck. him up. Yeah. Backing him up is another grad transfer from Notre Dame, Ovio Gufu. Sounds good. I mean, Sounds right. that guy is good. Um, and then we've got DJ Harris Jr. At, on 3D. Like, anybody that you're rotating in that position is a scary dude. But Ray Thornton is like a goon's goon, right? I mean, that dude is not someone you want to be lining up against. Then no. at nose tackle, we're starting Keandre Coburn. Tavondre Sweat. Backing him up. Byron Murphy, the second, is third position there. So you're going to see some of that rotation. At defensive tackle, we've got Boro Ojimo and Vernon Broughton backing him up. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> this is just a one and two deep. Uh, like, who wants to line up against just the two deep? The backup is going to be better than their starters. At Jack, we've got Jacoby Jones, uh, a senior transfer starting. Um, and we've got uh, Alfred Collins backing up Jacoby Jones crazy. and Jack. Future first round pick Alfred Collins is playing out of position so he can play. That's what's crazy to me. They wanted to get this guy on the field so badly that they moved this guy to a position that is not familiar to him. He's going to be able to play it fine. But this, like, if you haven't seen, everybody's seen Alfred Collins. I don't even know what I'm talking about. 
He's a huge motherfucker, but he's also super athletic. As you can see in the Alamo Bowl, when he made that stupid, like, Odell Beckham, like, one-handed pick catch. Like, this guy is un- unreal. And the fact that he's our backup Jack, dude, there's not, a, there's not an offensive line that we will face this year, bar none. And I don't want to hear any arguments. There's not an offensive line that we will face this year that is going to be better than our defensive line. And it is a fact. And if you have anything to say, you can kiss my fucking butthole because it's <laughs> not true. <laughs> All right. Then, not true. At will, then at will, we've got uh, none other than Demo, right? Yep. I mean, that man, pay, pay this man his money, right? If you have not bought some of his gear, you need to get your ass into gear and buy some of his stuff. Shout out Mike at Last Stand. Yeah, shout out Mike yeah. at Last Stand Hats. He's doing awesome work. Overshone's one of his guys. Um, yeah, go 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 wow. buy a bunch of shit. Can't wait, can't wait to see what happens there. Um, then at middle linebacker or Mike, we've got Luke Brockermeyer. The only Brockermeyer we like. Ever yeah, fuck, fuck the Brocks. Brocks. Fuck the Brocks, except Luke. <laughs> fuck the Brocks, except Luke. And like right, his so, granddad. <laughs> so o- Ovio Gufu did make the 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 first stringers, right? But he's backing up the Bucks. But he is the the first position. Sam. Um, then we've got uh, at cornerback Josh Thompson. At the other corner, we've got Deshaun Jameson. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then free safety, we have a, a former wide receiver who now uh, plays free safety. In Brendan Schooler, and then uh, we've got BJ Foster rounding it out, but strong safety. So who's going to hit like a ton of bricks? I, I think this, like, if I have to pick a breakout player for the offense and a breakout player for the defense, offense, I'm going with Xavier Worthy. It's probably a cop out. It's his first year. Whatever, he's going to be awesome. If I have to pick out a breakout player for the defense. I'm a, I'm going with BJ Foster. I think this is the final. This is finally the year. I mean, he's a five star. This is finally the year he puts it all together, where he realizes I don't have to just just hammer fuck the ever loving shit out of everybody I tackle, and I can just wrap up and bring him to the ground. I think he's going to be awesome this year. I think he's going to avoid some injuries, and I think he's going to be everything we thought he was going to be when he first signed. All right. So on special teams, uh, Dick or the kicker with the clean sweep. <laughs> Yeah. He's also kick returning, so yeah, not just kicking. And- kicker is uh, is special teams. Yeah. Um, congrats to Dicker is a nightmare. With, congrats to Dicker, the kicker, with all of his nil success. He's doing really funny stuff. If you haven't seen those commercials, go look at them on YouTube. Maybe use that guy for roofing. Maybe don't, but definitely give a shout out to Dicker the kicker on Twitter. Give him a follow. Give him a like. He's a funny guy. He's got a really good personality. That might be that might need to be our next uh, position group that we sponsor. Just just the special teams in general. Like I would love uh, Lance St. Louis for the the deep snapper that we that we sign for this next year. Like let's just do the special teams next because they're not you unless you have a name like Dicker, you're not seeing a red dime from anybody. All right, and then uh, Deshaun Jameson is re- returning all kicks. Everything. So, um, and, and getting drafted. Uh, Xavier, Xavier Worthy may we may see him a little bit on punt returns. Um, and and Rojo's going to be back up. You know, he's going to be back there as the second. Um, if they kick it a weird way, uh, for kick returns. So uh, hopefully we get to see some Deshaun Jameson action 
and people don't just like punt it out of bounds and, and constantly kick it out of bounds or, or out of the back of the end zone. Um, and we actually get to see some of that because I think that's going to be shades of Jordan Shipley if we ever get to see some of those returns. Over under two and a half special teams touchdowns. You know what? No, not special teams. Overall touchdowns. I'll include defensive for Deshaun Jameson. Two and a half this year. Oh, I thought you meant against Louisiana. I was like under. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that I'm not that confident. Over. Way over. Yeah. He gets he gets two uh either pick sixes or or punt returns or kick returns for touchdown for sure. Yeah. I think he I agree. three or more. Yeah. I, w- I would say he gets one punt, one kick, one interception at least. I think that's three easy touchdowns for Deshaun Jameson, who I think is going to be a top three round pick uh, coming up next year. I mean, this defense is wow, right? I mean, that that is scary. Um, good luck scoring against those guys. And, and now it's the t- so you have the talent there, and then I'm going to be back to PK. So you have all this talent, and this this guy has been you you know covering people. Um, with two-star talent at Washington, and now he gets this five, four- or five-star talent at Texas. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, this guy gave Mike Leach fucking fits forever. Like, I, I can't remember the stat, but I don't know if he ever gave up 20 points to Mike a Mike Leach-led offense. That's insane. And that's like all he's going to face in the Big 12. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's going to be it's going to be fun uh, to hold opponents to 21 or less and score 50 or more, that's going to be pretty cool. It sounds um, pretty cool. It's going to be pretty cool. So let's talk a little bit about the NFL um, because the 53-man roster cut, that, that just happened a couple days ago, and we have some Longhorns that made some rosters. Yeah, we do. We also have some Longhorns that missed some rosters. Um, yeah, man, Malik Jefferson has been bouncing around forever. It, that guy just can't find a home. It's crazy to me. I mean, he's so athletic and it's, you know, I, I'll, I'll, you know, put the blame a little bit on, you know, guys like Todd Orlando where it's like, I don't think he was developed to the level that he should have. Um, but he got cut by Urban Meyer. Yeah. Who's all, yeah. he's in all kinds of shit for cutting players because of their vaccine status. Uh, <laughs> no clue. Weird, weird deal there. Um, but let's talk about some people that made some rosters. Yep. Sam Ellinger, he's got a busted knee. Yep. But still played good enough, apparently, to make the 53-man. So, Sam Ellinger, shout out to Hook'em. You did great. Good yep. job. You're, you're not a starter in the NFL, but you are, in fact, a drafted NFL quarterback. Yeah, he's got that guaranteed money cashing now. And, yeah, and, and uh, Joseph Osai looks like he busted his knee as well, and he's going to be out for the year, which is awful. Because uh, in the preseason, supposedly he was just lighting folks up. Supposedly he was just killing folks. Still made the fifty-three man, so they're they're not cutting. um, Oh yeah, so So they that's that's great. Um, Then we had uh, Lil Jordan made the roster. Yep, finally. Uh, Yeah, yeah. deserved to forever. He's he looked great. I mean, he never should have left Texas. I know he had some extra reasons to leave, but. yeah, it's great to see him, especially with the Saints, you know, dealing with some wide receiver injuries and stuff, and and you can kind of insert him. I mean, he's always been so talented. I, I'm still kind of shocked that he didn't get drafted in the first place. Yeah, um, and then uh, I guess who else? I don't know that there's a – there's a lot of people that did miss the roster, right? I mean, we've we got um, Colin Johnson got cut. Which Derek is crazy. Gilbert, yeah. Derek Gilbert got cut. Um yep. Shane Bouchelle got cut. I know these guys didn't graduate from Texas, but they, you know, they they are 
Texas. Son Ridgeway got cut. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, a couple others. Um, yeah, Brennan Eagles got cut from the Cowboys. Uh, Tariq Black from the Colts. Yeah, there are a couple other guys, but yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it, there was anything unexpected or shocking um, with any of these these cuts or you know. I think I think the biggest thing for us is it, this is such a side note for us on the podcast um, with the NFL stuff because we haven't had like legitimate players to root for for ever. You know, we don't have a lot of first round picks to like follow and and keep track of. So hopefully, in the next couple of years, we'll have something more of substance. We don't need to talk about cuts anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. So football of all kinds is back, right? I mean, we started week zero. We don't need to talk too much about how fucking terrible Nebraska is at football or how out of depth (laughs) Scott Frost is as a, as a head football coach. Shout out Brett Bielema, baby. Brett Bielema. Doing worse (laughs) than Charlie Strong. Oh my God. God, that guy's a bad coach. I a bad coach. Shocked. We lost half of our game plan because they lined up with with a four man front. What a fucking idiot! That was a shocking quote. That was one of the worst coaching quotes I've ever seen in my entire life. Like we lost our game plan because they lined up differently. It's like, bro, it is legitimately wow. your job to figure that out. And so I am. Frankly, I'm shocked that it's gone this bad for him. I thought for sure. And I guess it's me buying into the, you know, everybody goes to UCF and they end up being fucking awesome because they get, you know, the, the decent recruits that Miami didn't want, Florida State didn't want, Florida didn't want. So they're getting like the fourth tier Florida recruits. They're getting some, you know, Juco guys. Like they're getting some decent guys through the program, especially like some good fucking athletes. But the worst part about all of it is, they don't realize that you can't get those guys at Nebraska. Like you have to recruit nationally because you're not getting just like a Nebraska kid that grew up down the road that is just like, oh, fuck yeah. Like you might get one lineman a year from Nebraska. One is a lot. Scott Frost is so stupid that he passed on Joe Burrow. Have you looked at their quarterback depth chart? It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's been Adrian Martinez or AJ Martinez or whoever the fuck it's got. Ever since Eric Crouch, you cannot convince me otherwise. Ever since, ever since anyway, Eric Crouch, it's that been game was bad. Nebraska is trash. They may not win four games this season. Illinois, not good either, but definitely able to like play football. They field a football team. They'll win. They may be bowl eligible. Like they'll, they, they play football. Um, Bart Bielema coming in hot, man. Oh, dude, <laughs> he's looking retard. he's looking thick, baby. He was looking oh. fat with a pH. Okay, <laughs> so UCLA looking pretty good. I mean, who knows how bad Hawaii is, but wow. Zach Charbonnet is a very good running back, and I followed him very closely at Michigan, and I was super bummed whenever he transferred because Michigan is, is lots of trouble, right, and, and like all over the place. And Charbonnet was just running people over. Uh, like, they scored. It looked like a Chip Kelly. Looked like a Chip Kelly team, right? They they have potential to score lots of touchdowns. Um, the defense was okay. Uh, and they, they, they passed the sniff test. But you know what doesn't pass the sniff test? The fucking crowd that they brought to 
the one of the best stadiums to watch a college football game in. Oh my god, it was awful in the country. How do you show only thirty three thousand eight hundred fans out in the Rose Bowl? It looked terrible, and like they did drone shots and shit. It looked terrible, and so like Charbonnet looked good, but their quarterback ten of twenty for one hundred and thirty yards. He averaged six point five yards per attempt. It, it, we'll see. I don't I know. I bet Hawaii could beat Louisiana, and I bet UCLA gets curb stomped by Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, so, it, I think UCLA, like especially people are talking about because they play LSU next. I think so. Like, if you're talking about them upsetting LSU, good fucking luck. I think um, it was going to be a game. They had to give away tickets. They gave away tickets to poor kids. They gave away tickets to sick kids. They gave away tickets to uh, any kind of immigrant kids. So they really, like, they begged everyone to come with free tickets because they were so embarrassed on the national stage that the Rose Bowl had, like, no people in it. So the, the LSU game, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more purple and gold in the crowd than some powder blue and, and gold. I, I'm just saying. I don't think uh, California would be able to handle the, the the Tiger fans just storming their stadium. Stop that Tiger dick, bitch! <laughs> play neck, play neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, those are the only two games uh, that we're going to talk about because everything yeah. else was hot Doesn't garbage. Matter. But there They're was over. a game. There was a game on Sunday. There was a very important game. On Sunday, between betwixt IMG Football Academy of Florida and I have no fucking idea where Bishop Fakemore is from. Bishop Sycamore from Ohio, supposedly, but I don't think they know where they're technically from. This is my favorite story in the past like 10 years. This is a fake team, a fake football team, and they didn't dupe just IMG Academy. They duped Duncanville was supposed to play him this week. They duped so many teams. Basically, they sold themselves as, I think it was Ohio. No, the IMG. They said the IMG of Ohio is what they Yeah, said. the IMG of Ohio. And, like, they, it was legitimately not a school. Like, the, the head coach had a warrant out for his arrest. Like, an active fer- felony a warrant for, for fraud. Just out while he's on ESPN. <laughs> It was insane. It was so fucking funny. Like you, if you watched it, you could tell the announcers just weren't comfortable because so these guys that were playing for um, Sycamore, they were like 22, 23 years old and they were getting absolutely destroyed by 16 and 17 year old guys from IMG. Like they got rolled. My favorite play maybe I've ever seen of all time was at, it was like fourth and 10 on their 10 yard line. And they're like, we're not sure if they're going to go for it or if they're going to punt, but the punter and the quarterback are the same guy. So the quarterback takes a fucking shotgun snap. He's like three yards away from, and he tries to throw it. And instead he drops to punt it. And the guy just blocks it immediately. Like there were 15 guys in the backfield to block it. And it just goes straight out of the end zone. They weren't even close to competitive even though they were like four or five years older. <laughs> it was so fucking good. It, and they fooled I, everybody. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible how money hungry and blind ESPN is that they're just like, yeah, sure. Whatever high school football 
top prospects, SEC, SEC, SEC. They just said they just turned their brain off and they said, sure, yeah, you guys are going to play a fake high school that we're not going to do any research for. They literally didn't show up to the ESPN pregame. Like they, they didn't show up. Like the coaches show up and like brief the announcers and they're like, this is a guy to watch for. This is like how he's been practicing. They like tell them the backstories of all the players. Like that, that, that that's how those guys learn about it is they, they go to these meetings and, and the Bishop Sycamore coach literally does not show up. How do you not just say, fuck it. We're not going to put that game on TV. Um, we're going to find something else. We'll replay another college football. Like we'll do something else. Anything. Um, because we cannot let this game be played. Right. That, that it, it's crazy. It's dangerous for the kids. Somebody could get hurt. Time. That's what's crazy. Get, Somebody could get hurt. Like it was like 55 to like zero. They played on Friday night. Yeah. That this was their second game in three days. Yeah, second they only game, have thirty. Yeah. They only have thirty three players. That means they have lots of people playing both sides, and and they're playing games in two days. They don't practice. They don't if, pay if, them if, anything either. Like if you, yeah, if you want to go read about the deep and dark world that is Bishop Sycamore, there's a great article out there written by the uh, what is it? The guys from Complex or Complex? Or yeah. Like that. Um, Crazy, crazy shit. Go read that article. It's How do they get away with it? <laughs> it's insane. Nobody knows. All so, right. Speaking of recruits, we need to talk about some of our recruits. Okay. I mean, I'm Bo, listening. Bo, da- Bo Davis? He's a fucking god. He's the best. Bo Davis is insane. Bo Davis is... He came in all gas, no breaks. I can't speak for the rest of the coaching staff. Some of them have done fine. Some of them have done terribly. Bo Davis is a godsend. Thank you, Bo Davis. I love you. I want you to listen to this Stunt podcast. on these hoes. And I want you to know that you are currently stunning on this hose. And I I just love you. I love your face. I love every. I love your vibe. I love everything about you. Just keep getting recruits like this. So we have gotten three, three Bo Davis recruits since our last podcast. We got Aaron Bryant um, out of Mississippi. We got Jare Bledsoe out of Bremont, Texas. Um, shout out Ramon's Taylor, who's a coach there. And we got Jamon Taps straight out of the boot, baby. S- straight out of Louisiana. And that th- those are three SEC like breeding grounds that we like Bledsoe is going to AM if we're not SEC. Tap is going to LSU. Brian is going to Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Like this is not an easy pull for us, and Bo Davis is making that shit look easy because he's a fucking beast. And you add those three guys plus Swanson and uh, and Chris Ross, who might be my favorite defensive prospect in the class. Holy shit. This guy it's, fucks. It's wow. Right? It's wow. And, and you think about that coming in to backfill the not super loaded at the top end that's, that's graduating. And, and you're just like, wow, even if they are on too deep for a year or two, it's just like these there, this is almost going to turn into like a, a factory for yep. defensive linemen to come through and you come to the university of Texas to just be the best defensive lineman. Right? Yeah. Screw being DBU. Let's be DLU. Let's go. I mean, let's, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's do it. I would rather have a better defensive line than a defensive back room. I mean, defensive line is going to cover up for de- defensive backs all day, every day. 
I mean, if a corner can cover for three seconds, I'd rather the defensive lineman pressure a quarterback and get it out in two seconds. Okay. So, so recruiting is lit. Um, but we do need to talk about one more thing before we pivot away from football entirely. And that is season predictions. We've already done this, right? This was season two, episode six. If you want to hear us not knowing shit about shit, this was way before even the spring game. We yeah, had we didn't no know idea. Who the starter was. We didn't know who the quarterback starter was. We didn't know shit. We literally knew absolutely nothing and out from our brains through our plums, we came <laughs> up with these numbers. So... Louisiana, do you remember win. what you predicted? I predicted a win. Did I did yeah. I give a number to it? No, all right. You don't remember anything. So No. 44-21. I predict now 48-14. Texas. Right. All right. 48 for Jake. 48 for Jake. It's going to happen. 48 for Jake. It's going to happen. Okay. So we've got what, 48 to what? 14. 14. Okay. We gorilla so, boof them, baby. Gorilla boof. The Arkansas game. 32-28. Close game. 38-28. Texas. Okay. You're giving a little little bit more padding. A little there. bit more. I don't, know. I don't even know how the fuck we got 32. That's a weird number. I um, don't know how I'm going to do any of these numbers. So Rice, 64-3. to 64-0. We don't give up anything. 63-0 because it's hard to score 64. Eh, no, uh, we'll figure it out. Two point conversion. Okay, sixty-four to zero. Sixty-four right. to zero. You heard it, you heard it here first. Uh, hopefully, the tight ends don't listen to the podcast, but uh, maybe we'll let them know. Sixty-four is a good number. That's a number. Uh, Nintendo sixty-four. Uh, so tech fifty-five nineteen. I'm going uh, fifty-five eighteen. Seems right. Seems like good numbers. <laughs> Seems good. Seems good. TCU thirty-eight thirty-four. I disagree. I disagree with, with that number. Uh, I, I disagree, disagree as well. 34-28 Texas. Oh, wow. You're still you're still saying it's close. I don't believe it's going to be close. I mean, you and I, sir, we disagree here. And It's I on the road, right? It's at, te- at TCU? Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a, a 52-7 to game. That's what I think. I'm, I'm, I'm real confident. The cockroaches... The cockroaches... Must be stomped. I love it. That would that would tickle my plums a lot. Okay, OU. We said 44-34 OU. I'm changing it. I'm going 40 to 34 OU. Okay. Okay. So we still lose by a touchdown. It's close down the stretch. We don't eke it out yet. Okay. I, I am going 35-25 Texas. I love it. Because <laughs> it just feels like that is what should happen. I love it. I hope we're all. I hope we're right. I hope you're more right in this say in this uh, case. Okay, Oklahoma State fifty-eight twenty-one. This is what we said when we I'm knew absolutely it. dick. I'm keeping it. I, I, I think they're fucking it. ass. I think we whipped the shit out of Oklahoma State this year. All right, Baylor forty-four to sixteen. <laughs> I keep that dude. I don't know. Way more. I think we hang okay, 50 on 60. them. Okay, 50, 50? 50, to, 50 to 13. 50 to 13. I think we right. whipped the shit out of Baylor, as they fucking deserve to, you rapist bitches. All right. So, Iowa State, 34-24 Texas. I like it. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping okay. that. Okay. Uh, Kansas State, 100-0. to 
Uh, actually, I'm going to go 101 to zero. 101 to zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something tells me we're going to be a little off on that one. No, uh, no, I don't. I mean, we uh, only a little. I said a little bit. I said a little bit. What do we wait? What do we score against Kansas State with with Tom Herman? That was like sixty or something fucking crazy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred hundred's easy. Hundred's nothing okay. with Sark. West West Virginia. Oh no, that's Kansas, not Kansas State. My bad. Oh, oh, then one hundred and two. That's one hundred zero. <laughs> yeah, one hundred one to zero actually makes a lot of sense for Kansas State. I don't even. I don't even know that they have a football team this year. Um, West Virginia, thirty-eight fourteen is what we said. I'm going uh, 28-44 Texas. So we score more. 44-28 Texas. They score more too. Okay. Yeah, they score a little bit more. Our defense is lining up a little bit. Kansas State, 36-21. No, more than that. 44-38. to Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 18. 44-18. 44-18. We blow them out. We're gorilla poofing all these guys. I don't care how wrong I am. All right, so that is your predictions. One loss to OU guarantees into a, a rematch situation, at least with OU or someone else uh, that that you know that lost less than OU. I don't know, uh, but Big Twelve Championship game because we're going to the Big Twelve Championship. That is happening, and we beat OU. What did I, what was my prediction? Do you have that now? Fifty-five twenty-two. Fifty-five to twenty-two. Yeah, keeping it. Fifty-five. Yeah. Fifty-five to twenty-two. All right. Texas wins Big 12, and we lose to number one Alabama in the college football playoff. Number one versus number four. That's it. Yeah. That's what we had. And uh, number one. I need my balls if I'm wrong. So, but I'm going to be right. Who cares what the score is, but it will be number four Texas versus number one Alabama somewhere in the playoffs. But I wouldn't mind now that we know that the SEC is imminent. One season away from playing an all-SEC schedule in conference. It would be kind of cool for Texas to beat Texas A&M to win a national championship. But (laughs) they also suck ass. They're also awful. They're also terrible. And whatever you think, like... Don't even believe the hype. They're going to be fucking terrible. Even if they... They're going to win 10 games. I'm just laying it out for you, but I beg you, dear Surly Horns listeners, go look at their fucking schedule. It is truly atrocious. Awful. It is fucking terrible. And they're just going to squeak their way through with a shitty quarterback, no wide receivers. They're going to run it a billion times. They're going to try to throw it to their tight end a billion times. They are going to have a really goddamn good defense. But eventually, Mike Elko is going to leave. And uh, they're going to be left ruinous, like they normally are. We haven't even talked. Are they? Are they actually going to have? Are they actually going to have a good defense? I think they will. I actually do. And as much as I want to, they can't seem. They can't seem. The reason I say that is because they can't seem to keep any of the players. That's true. And I think they're. I think they're. I think their front seven is going to be fucking nasty. But their their defensive backs, they're inexperienced, and we'll see. Um, But. Again, we haven't even talked about Jimbo's there his crazy contract extension for no reason. He only had seven years, like seven point five million per, and they just like, hey, we we want to suck your dick a little bit, and like, hey, here's an extra two million dollars a year. Never leave us, Daddy. Like that's legitimately what they said. 
like everybody, it might as well. I thought it was so funny and cute that everybody was like, "Yeah, but they're gonna put teeth in it. It's gonna have a buyout on this one." And it's and like, there's no fucking buyout. There's no. <laughs> they buyout. literally didn't. Like if he wants to, like if LSU just wanted to, like walk over and was like, "Hey Jimbo, do you want to coach for us? Here's the exact game contract that you have right now." He could still just like walk to Baton Rouge, and 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 there would be nothing A and M could do except cry, which is. Poor Aggie is what they're used to doing. So, yep. so with that and on that note, Aggie fact of the week. That would be great if I had my Aggie fact of the week book, but I don't. So oh, well, my look, Aggie look, fact look. of the week is, let me come up with it. So my Aggie sucks. <laughs> Hold on. Let's look. Let's no, look. no, no. I got it. I got my Aggie fact of the week right here. My Aggie Facts of the Week is they win this week against Kent State. All right. Here's my Aggie Fact of the Week. All right. My Aggie Fact of the Week is their schedule this year. September 4th, Kent State win at Colorado. Win at New or versus New Mexico. Are you fucking kidding me? Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico is your opening fucking schedule. They don't play a real football game for a goddamn month. Win, win, win. Congratulations. You're halfway to being bowl eligible because you played FCS teams. You kidding me? Then they play Arkansas. Win, because we're going to fucking gorilla boof them as well. Mississippi State, ready for it? Fucking loss. You're going to lose to Mike Leach, you bitches. Guess what? Back-to-back losses. You play Alabama. Loss. Missouri, win. South Carolina, garbage, win. Auburn, close. It's at home. I'll give them the edge, win. Ole Miss, on the road. The offense is going to crush you, win. Or sorry, loss for you. They win. Ole Miss wins. Prairie View A&M, what? Prairie View A&M, I am shocked. I am shocked. Why not just schedule a bye week? What? Are you kidding me? I'm offended. They play Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, and Prairie View A&M for four free wins? I am offended. I'm offended. Okay, fine. They win there, and then they lose to LSU. They lose four games. Bitches. Bitches. Okay, so I did find a fact. Texas A&M finished in the top four of the AP poll in 2020. If the Aggies continued at their current pace of top four finishes in the three major sports, baseball, basketball, and football, and Texas won none or was never ranked in the top four ever again, they will surpass Texas's current top four finishes by count in the year 3154. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the three in front of it. I wasn't ready for the 31. That is insane. Oh man. That is insane. Uh uh. All right. Cue the music. What? discontinued food do you want them I don't know who them is to bring back the man we want the man to bring back easy answer for me so um originally it would have been a lot harder but they they just brought back cream savers and if you don't remember what cream savers are you didn't grow up in like the 2002 to like 2008 era 
Um, cause cream savers, cream savers were the shit shout out Altoid sours as well. Also awesome. But the only thing I want to bring back, and I don't know if they have already, I can't imagine that they haven't the cheesy Fiesta potatoes at Taco Bell. They got rid of those for no reason at all. It was the best thing on their menu. You should go try the potato Olays at Taco John's. I don't know where a Taco John's is. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if I don't even know if you made that up. You might have I didn't, well, created no, potato Taco Olays John's. are definitely a real thing, and Taco John's is a Midwestern like Taco Bueno thingy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They have potato Olays, which are the closest thing that I can think of to Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes from Taco Bell. Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes are insane. You know what I used to do? So I used to get my, I used to get a chili cheese burrito and then I get the cheesy Fiesta Potatoes and I dump those into the chili, the chili cheese burrito. Holy shit. You get the potato, the extra chili, the, like all the cheese in there. It's insane. Taco Bell, just like stick with your originals. Like we don't need nacho fries. They're delicious. They're great. You give us the cheese with them. Just stick to your original like cheesy Fiesta potatoes. That's all we need. Just give us those. Give me the quesadilla, the number seven quesadilla meal steak with the taco and the Baja Blast. I'm a happy man forever. And shout out the uh, Baja sauce, the quesadilla sauce or whatever. You can buy that shit at H-E-B now. It's incredible. Um, and this was a limited time thing at McDonald's, but I still try and order this <laughs> and it never fucking turns out right ever, 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 ever. But I've tried this before and, uh, it's worked. And then they actually had it on the menu and it was called the grand Mac and it was the big Mac with quarter pound pets. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Now you're talking. How do they not? Yeah, that's and they got rid of that. They got rid of that, and I still try and order Big Macs with quarter pound patties, and they're like, yeah, 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 boop, 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 and then I see it on the screen, and it says Big Mac quarter pounder, no bread, no blah blah blah, and then you know Big Mac, and I don't care that it's seven dollars. Doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Um, and, and and I open the Big Mac box, and all that there is is a Big Mac. With no meat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then I furiously look through the bag. <laughs> like, and I'm like, maybe they just put the patties. The fucking... Maybe they just put the patties separately in a different box. There was no other box. <laughs> it's <with patties>. bread. <laughs> I no. Bread I got lettuce. bread. The 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 lettuce, the pickles, the Big Mac sauce, three buns, uh, pickles on the bottom. Like it looked like a fucking Big Mac. Just no meat. <laughs> there was just no meat at all. Oh, that's uh, fucking great. I got fucked, but that used to be a menu item, and they should bring it back. That should always be on the menu, and it should probably... I mean, I'm cool with it costing $7, but it probably should cost more like five ninety nine or or like six twenty five. How many like calories that. do you think that burger is? Just like that one... 1300 It's got to be. Plus their fries, like, yeah, you're looking at a good meal. Like, that's a solid, like, that's going to fill you. That's that's a solid fill you meal. All right. And with that, I think we have reached the end. Go sign up. Burnins, NIL.com. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your sister. Tell fucking everybody. Blast this shit everywhere. The players are going to have fun with it. We're going to have fun with it. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's going to have fun. 
Hook'em. Hook'em.